Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and it's Wednesday, October 26th. Tesla is reportedly under criminal investigation by the Department of Justice in the U.S. over self-driving claims. Over the last few months, there has been mounting pressure from regulators, politicians, and the media regarding Tesla's full self-driving effort, particularly from the NHTSA. But now Reuters reported today that several sources have confirmed the probe. According to the report, the Department of Justice is looking into whether Tesla misled consumers, investors, and regulators by making unsupported claims about its driver assistance technology capabilities. Now, in terms of liability regarding the accidents, Tesla has always been fairly careful in adding a lot of warnings through the activation of any driver assist features. However, the company and the CEO have been criticized for marketing the feature in a way that can be confusing to the public. We recently reported that Musk has been more than careful with his language in recent events regarding the autopilot and full self-driving features. We may see a day when Tesla is compelled to change the names of these feature sets. Unplugged Performance is launching an aftermarket wheel for the Tesla Cybertruck even before you can order the truck itself. The hype is so strong around the Cybertruck that some people have been working on third-party accessories for the vehicle, including trailers, a camper, and also a pontoon set for aquatic travel. Now we get a more grounded accessory for the Cybertruck, and it's coming from a company that has a lot of credibility in Tesla modifications. While the wheels are designed for the Cybertruck, they can also fit existing Tesla vehicles. While Unplugged Performance is unveiling the wheel and taking pre-orders now, they made it clear that nothing will ship until they can do final testing with the truck itself, and that's not expected to reach production until mid-2023. Tesla has unveiled its mega factory in California for the first time as part of a hiring effort as they ramp up battery production. Last year, Tesla broke ground on a new mega factory to produce Megapack batteries in Larthorpe, California, focusing on building the large-scale battery pack for utility-scale energy storage projects. Tesla had previously been producing Megapacks exclusively at Gigafactory Nevada, but now production is ramping up in California with already the capacity to produce up to 25 Megapacks in a single day. As with many of Tesla's expansions, the full deployment won't be felt until the fourth quarter and into 2023, when Tesla can install battery packs and energy storage projects can be commissioned. IDRA, the maker of Tesla's large casting press, confirmed that it is now shipping Tesla's Cybertruck Gigapress. Earlier this year, IDRA teased a new 9,000-ton Gigapress that would take the prize as the largest in the world. Musk confirmed it would be used for the Cybertruck body, and now IDRA has announced that they will begin the shipping process. The machine is so large that after the pieces are delivered and assembled, Tesla very well would have to construct a building around it. Idra shared a picture of the press pattern, and inside of it stand five men with room to spare. Tesla reiterated that it is aiming to start production in mid-2023, and Musk indicated that he should be driving a beta prototype of the Cybertruck within the next few weeks. Ford released its third quarter 2022 earnings report and shows a boost in EV sales. Ford's revenue came in at $39.4 billion, up 10% from last year. Operating profits of $1.8 million was in line with the Wall Street forecasts and above Ford's recent guidance. Ford says it is on the cusp of an evolution in electric vehicles, presumably trying to buy more time as investments are starting to bear fruit. The automaker says it's still on track to meet its 600,000 EV run rate by the end of 2023 and 2 million by the end of 2026. 
Ford posted a net loss of $827 million due to a $2.7 billion loss on its Argo AI investment. As a result, Ford decided to shift its spending on Level 4 Advanced Driver Assist systems being developed by Argo AI and instead focusing on the internal development of Level 2 and 3 auto driving technology. Also, Ford is scrapping production of the Ford Fiesta model next summer. The purpose is to focus on next-generation electric vehicles in Europe. General Motors shared their third quarter 22 financial report, which is highlighted by an EBIT-adjusted $4.3 billion, bolstered by a quarterly revenue of $41.9 billion. Earnings per share reached $2.25, beating out Wall Street's estimate of $1.90. CEO Mary Barra spoke briefly about the success of its combustion trucks and SUVs, then quickly segued into the automaker's EV progress for the remainder. Looking ahead, General Motors has an Investor Day webcast scheduled for November 17th, when the company intends to go deeper into the rapid scaling of their EV portfolio and share important metrics to help the public track progress. Toyota is now considering ramping up production of its first 100% electric vehicle. Considering production was not that high to begin with, Toyota should be able to achieve this quite quickly, or maybe not. Sources familiar with the matter who spoke to Reuters claim that Toyota is considering plans to scale production, but not until 2025. I think I'm just going to have to insert my opinion time right now because I just can't wait. I think I'm done getting excited for Toyota. Just when it seems like they could be riding the ship, they go and do something like this and push their company a few more years into the status quo of the past. Aside from the recall situation, Toyota does have a decent EV that they could sell. Are they really just going to skate by the next few years and pretend that they made an honest effort with it? In terms of marketing, they might get away with that, but the numbers don't lie. And Toyota's low EV production will close them off from supply contracts and also engineering talent. In 2025, the war for battery hegemony will have clear winners, and the ever-burgeoning engineering minds will have followed the winds of EV change. At that point, Toyota, drumming up support by patting themselves on the back for all the things they've done in the past, will not save them. Gosh, Toyota, why do you do this? Electric car charging network EVgo has added what they call Auto Charge Plus capability to Teslas that use the CCS adapter. EVgo's Auto Charge Plus feature is a marketing term for plugging in a car and charging without apps, cards, or external communication. As of now, this allows CCS-enabled Teslas to charge at EVgo stations without having to do so. Strangely, it only works when using the Tesla CCS adapter and not when using a normal Tesla connector that's also available at some EVgo stations. EVgo says that it will eventually offer support for plug-in charge capabilities to other vehicles once the standards have matured and issues are worked out. Its rival charger network called Electrify America has Ford, Porsche, and now Volkswagen ID.4s on their current plug-in charge list. And wouldn't you know it, Volkswagen and Porsche are conspicuously absent from EVgo's Auto Charge Plus list. Following Xpeng's recent Tech Day event in China, we have been able to get video footage of their latest flying electric vehicle, the eVTOL, which was built by AeroHT. The video footage actually seems rather banal at first glance, as the overall shape is literally a two-ton car with large drone propellers on top. Xpeng hopes that this vehicle will be able to drive on roads and also through the air. In the video, the flying car prototype drives out to a tarmac, just like a regular car does, 
then engages the propellers and takes off vertically. The car doesn't move around too much in the air, but it does reach a decent height. Based on the video, it looks to me like it might be around 10 to 15 feet high. For our international listeners, that equates to about 3 to 5 yards. In today's community comment found on YouTube, Martin Woods says, The new Lotus EV should help adoption of EVs, as the brand is synonymous with vehicle performance. Yeah, Martin, I certainly hope so. I know that Lotus is currently under the Geely Auto Group, but I still hold out hope that they operate largely independent of their parent company. My brother actually works adjacent to the automotive industry, and having spoken to some folks from Lotus recently, he speaks very highly of their passion and also their independence. I hope that the Elettra is a success for Lotus, and someday I hope to see them come full circle and collaborate with Tesla. That would be a great day for electric vehicles. Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.